Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, over the last weekend, I spoke with a friend. She's a nurse, and the news was just consolidating that Omicron had arrived and looked like it would be staying for Christmas. I thought I'd try and keep off the topic. What are you doing for Christmas, I said innocently, and she looked at me like I'd come from Orbitar or some other far-flung planet. I'm working. That was that. We talked about work. How the last 18 months had changed everything. She moved forward in the chair and gave me one of those looks that only nurses can do. You have no idea what it's been like. The thought of doing it all again. Mm. Her voice tailed off. She was very angry. No, I have no idea, I said. She told me about the night shift that uh, she came in the next morning to find overnight three of her patients had died. Later in the work, a nurse about her age had uh, become a COVID victim, died leaving a husband with two small kids. Unless you're there, you couldn't know. No, I couldn't. The managers come round, but they don't listen. All they want to know is how many extra shifts you can do. The canteen closed. She told me that the trust had set up a staff room with a kettle. They made a big deal about it being a safety hazard, like none of us have a kettle at home. There was no milk, and when the coffee ran out, no one replaced it. A couple of armchairs appeared. No one used them. There was no time for breaks, and the room ended up being used for handovers. No one is listening, she said. We just have to get on and deal with it. There's no bloody staff. We're rushed off our feet, and then there's the agency. They earn more than us. And we have to spend time showing them where everything is and what to do. It's quicker to do it yourself. She told me she'd been moved back to working in A&E. It's relentless, she said. It's, it's true. People are dying waiting. It's horrible. No one listens. And we've been told not to talk about it. Who's that bloke? Jarvis or Savid or somebody? Unsustainable pressure, my ass. He's not listening. No idea what it's like, and she gave me another one of those looks. Now it's all kicking off again, and they won't listen. The more I thought about my friend, the more I realised nursing is a complete conundrum, a mystery. I kept coming back to one question. Why do they do it? I guess the answer is, there's no such thing as a nurse. There are men and women who come to work and leave behind houses, flats and bedsits. They go home to families, children, partners, lovers or an empty room. Then they start the day all over again with family chores or study or both. Individuals who've chosen to be nurses. Some will go home and the front door will burst open with love, light and laughter. Some will put the key in the door, turn on the light and head for the fridge. Some will hear a bark at the moment a familiar footstep is recognised and some will be schmoozed by a furry friend winding their way round their ankles the moment the fridge light comes on. Some will fall asleep in the arms of someone who loves them. Some will reach out to the empty space next to them and fall asleep wondering what might have been. All of them will get up and do it all again the next day, and the next, and the next, and the next, each of them with their own personal reason for being a nurse. For so many, it's a family affair, mum, auntie, granny before them. 
For some, it'll be a new and lonely path into a new life. It'll be a mixture of compassion for people to make a difference or a feeling of resignation and not really knowing what else to do. There are not 300,000 nurses, there are 300,000 individuals, people with a story to tell, with experiences to share, each with their own mixture of painful memories and happy stories. What do nurses want? My friend gave me the clue. I guess it's simple. Someone to listen to them. And thanks for listening to me. Bye for now.